0: This episode is sponsored by the audiobook edition of The Christie Affair by Nina de published by Macmillan Audio.
1: This story is based on the real-life events of Agatha Christie, the popular and talented mystery writer. Agatha Christie
0: woke up one morning in 1926 left her husband in bed, kissed her seven-year-old daughter,
1: drove off in her car, and went missing without a trace. Christie was found 11 days later at a hotel where she was staying under the name of her husband's mistress. The real-life mystery writer had no memory of the 11 days, but the imagination
0: of author Nina DeGromont was sparked. She then wrote The Christie Affair, a tale of
1: star-crossed lovers, heartbreak, revenge, and murder. The novel has received a starred review from Kirkus and Booklist and has been optioned by Miramax. So you're going to want to listen to this one before you watch it.
0: And the audiobook is narrated by Lucy Scott, who appeared in the original BBC production of Pride and Prejudice, a real actress who nails this character. Get The Christie Affair on Audible, Libro FM iTunes, Google Books, or wherever you get audiobooks. This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne.
1: I'm Kate, and we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring. And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV, and movies.
0: Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. Love and basketball.
1: You can't see my face. I'm just like. Ee! <laughs> oh god, that's so exciting! I love it. Oh gosh, love and basketball. I mean, I would love to say that I have adored love and basketball since the moment it was released in 2001, which many, many people out there can say it is a cultural phenomenon. And for a lot of people, it's their like rom-com bible. Mm. I am way late to the party. <laughs> I re- like way like 22 years late to the party. But I believe the universe brings us things when we need it. We talk oh, about yes. that a lot. Oh The yes. book that sat on your shelf that suddenly you pick up or the movie in this instance that you had never seen, but it, it comes when we need it. I can assure, I think, the diehard fans out there listening that I am now a true believer, a true disciple, even though I'm mm-hmm. late to the game. And maybe you're listening and you haven't watched the movie in years Whatever point you're at in your love and basketball journey, I think our pop fiction women's spin is gonna be uniquely our own. Mm. There are so many themes that we both love, you and I, in this movie, but oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're gonna to come to it this from different angles, you and me. Mm.
0: We'll see. I think so. I because I am not a monica. So, Right, and and you're
1: not a sports movie person. That's right, So, And I am. So I'm pretty sure we will have some different spins on things like we always do. But the real question is, how did the universe bring me this gift that is love and basketball? And what does Issa Rae have to do with it? I'm so glad you didn't ask. (laughs) Yes, I forgot.
0: I knew it was a great story of like... One thing after the other, but I couldn't remember where it started, and that's where it started. I mean, I'm not even
1: going to... It's actually not even where it started. Like, it's like three steps back, but I will not bore everyone. I mean, it's like one of those, like, you're right, a circuitous way, which I know happens to you too, where you where I was doing like research for one of our female writer directors and something she said, directing me to another director. I started reading an article for her and, and, and that person had mentioned love and basketball as being really pivotal to her. That was just like a little like well, love and basketball, you know, I was like, mm, you know, I've never seen that. I've heard of it, you know, seems up my alley. And then I found out it was written and directed by a woman by Gina Prince Bythewood. But that wasn't enough to send me uh, over the edge to go watch the movie. It was researching Issa Rae and Insecure. And in an interview, Issa said that it was Love and Basketball, which she saw for the first time in high school, that lit a fire in her dreams of writing. She's She's been writing screenplays since she was 11, Issa Rae, which this is not an episode on her. But by the time she got to high school, she watched this. And she said that Love and Basketball was written, directed, and produced by a black woman from my suburban neighborhood. And she said, I had only seen Boys in the Hood and stuff like that, movies I enjoyed, but ones I didn't really relate to because I didn't grow up in the hood. I watched Love and Basketball and thought, I can do this too. So watching that is the reason why Issa Rae actually does what she does. And she said she proceeded to watch the movie every single day for a year. Oh, every wow. single day for a year at 16 years old and that made her write her first screenplay and who do you think she sent it to at 16 years old? No. Gina Prince Bythwood. That is so cool. And guess what? She wrote back to her. Oh, that is so cool. And she said, way to finish a screenplay. I'd love to direct it but I just had a kid and I have a lot on my plate. Oh. <laughs> And she said it was really sweet and encouraging, and she still has it. And I was like, oh, wait a second. That's amazing. I'm like, now I need to, you know, go check out, you know, her and everything. But she said that her preoccupation with was work was really important seed for her. And she said it helped her to find the kind of material that she liked. And she said, but perhaps more crucially, it made clear how unusual it was to find Black females in lead creative roles. And so that's what inspired her. I watched it and I loved it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to tell Corinne, you know, maybe we should do this. But I was like, it's a sports movie, even though it's really not. We'll talk about it. But I'm like, I'm not sure Corinne's going to tell Corinne. It go definitely is a sports movie. Well, well you, you know, I mean, well, it's not it's, just sports. Right. It's funny though on Bill Simmons' podcast The Rewatchables and you know he's a sports guy they actually debated this is it a sports movie or is it a love story and Oh wow for I didn't someone know they did as this. Oh yeah oh yeah I've oh, listened to that like too to don't listen you worry. I to
0: that oh darn okay
1: He would contend it's not a sports movie and they are a sports be there's it's a love story but whatever Let me tell you when you're
0: not this. a sports fan and you have it to feels watch like that sports many sports <laughs> scenes you're like this is a sports movie I know I could
1: see that I totally could So I thought... uh, But
0: I guess in the point of the arc
1: is not around like the big game. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, I get that. Yes. Yes. But I thought, okay, she's not going to go for this. And the way normally, the angle in, I thought, was through the female creator. So I started reading about Gina Prince-Bythewood and I found my hook to get you. And you know this. I said that she... I read that she wanted to tell a love story first and foremost when Harry Met Sally, but about a young black girl with dreams of playing professionally. And I was like, of course she did. As you know, our first few episodes or early on in the podcast, we thought all we ever did was variations. We just variations kept finding of variations. Of when Harry met
0: Sally. Yes, and, P- and women who specifically said that was their inspiration, even as, as far off as I think they end up going, From the original that the women always cite that as their
1: inspiration, which I just love. I love it because we had covered When Harry Met Sally itself and then we did Sleeping with Other People, which Leslie Helen called When Harry Met Sally for assholes. We did Always Be My Maybe, which Ali Wong expressly said was based on When Harry Met Sally. And so when I read this, I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, this is, of course it is. We're in. We're in. Yeah. 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 and I was I was definitely in the movie celebrated her 20th anniversary because it came out in 2001 and there was like a new edition that came out and all these authors and celebrities sort of wrote things about it at the time as they usually do when a big movie has an anniversary and Roxanne Gay wrote like an amazing piece about Love and basketball. She said she knows most of the words. She's also watched it, she said, more than like 20 times. <laughs> it's moved me every single time. She said, I experience anew all of the yearning, desire, hope, disappointment, hurt, and joy of the story. And that this experience can feel novel each time I see the movie speaks to Prince Bythewood's many talents as a writer, director. And I'm not up to Issa Rae watching it every day or Roxanne Gay watching it twenty times, (laughs) but I've watched it three times in, Mm -hmm. you know, a very short period, and I'm like I said, I'm I'm totally on board, and I'm so glad you got on board.
0: I did, yeah. I mean, you had me hooked with with the When Harry Met Sally, but but yeah, I mean, the beats of this movie are really just polished exemplary beats. You trust the storytelling.
1: It's so strong. So should we start with Monica, our we complicated should. woman?
0: We should. And if there was anything that kept me from falling over this movie, it was just, it was my, I didn't get her as mm. much. And, and we'll talk about it in scenes because there is a scene when, oh, the whole thing comes together for me and I get her so completely... But I don't know. But it took a I, while. It did. Mm. You know, I mean, it's not, it wasn't the story development. The story development was was perfect. I just didn't have anything to hook on to, to, to think, okay, I, I can, I get her. Even though she ha- shares some characteristics that I have. She's very <laughs> driven. Mm-hmm. She's hot-tempered, which mm. I can be <laughs> as well. I I do think it was her single-mindedness or like like singular focus mm-hmm. that was that I just don't have that and she's very very guarded in love which I don't have that
1: either. Yes. So she's so, very guarded in love. That is a good point.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: she there's she's very strong, very independent. She's, you know, I love that she can hold her own on the court, the trash talking, the the competitiveness clearly, maybe not clear to everyone else, but it's clear to you, I relate to that. So there was a lot I could hook on to, Yes, including the guarded a little bit. There's definitely room for her for some softness and vulnerability. We've always talked about things we look for in the complicated woman. And and one of the things we used to talk about early on was like sort of growth in her arc and and I do see that.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I the love. The growth here in her arc is just beautiful. And it's so well done. It's so earned. Not that that's the most important thing anymore,
1: I feel like. Right. But yeah.
0: it is. It's really. I That was one of the most
1: impressive things to me. Yeah. And so on Monica, because I don't know where else this would go, but there's a lot about the casting of her. Ooh. because Yeah. Because Gina Prince-Bythewood has such a long name. I'm not sure how to shorten that But Mm -hmm. every time. But it was very important for her to have an athlete. She's a basketball player herself. And so when she said she wanted to write sort of When Harry Met Sally, what happened is she then started incorporating all these autobiographical elements, one of which was the basketball. She's a basketball player. So she was like adamant that this person be... Good at basketball. She said the worst thing when you watch is when you watch a movie and someone's supposed to be able to play a sport and they suck at it. I mean, it just ruins everything. So she tried to get like Serena Williams. She spoke Mm -hmm. to their casting director, Marion Jones, at the time. And Saniah Lathan came to them and they liked her, but she couldn't play basketball. So they were like, you know what, whatever, we'll just get like a trainer. They trained her and they trained her. And at a certain point, she was like, she's just not good enough. I mean, she, she, she just can't play. Like, I can't sell her as a basketball player. Yeah. And her husband, Gina's husband, who's also a writer and director, I finally said to her, like, is this a basketball movie or is it a love story? And at the end of the day, she said, I realized it was a love story. And you can fake a jump shot, but you can't fake a close up. Mm. And the scenes and the screenshots they did with her and the actor playing Q were so good. They were like, she was like, you know what? Good point. Like, and that's why I know you probably were bored by some of those early basketball scenes. But she actually wasn't ready yet. And you'll notice that a lot of it is filmed like without her head. You know, like you yes. watch her dribbling, <laughs> right? That's because <laughs> she couldn't play well enough in her view. Right. So it's sort of a, a stunt double or whatever. Also saniya lathan and the actor who played q were dating in real life and they hid it from her oh yeah i know and she was like i love thank you why am i thank you god i love she's i know so anyway monica wasn't gonna saniya lathan would have been a different monica but now and you know she actually has said in tons of interviews that Filming that was like the worst experience of her life, this movie. She's like, I love it, and I love the end result, but the basketball training was misery. Oh. Misery, oh, uh, yeah.
0: Wow. So. That, oh, okay, now but I think- really relate- I relate more to her.
1: Yeah, she was like, "This is horrible. Why do yeah. I have to be able to be good at basketball?" So anyway, yeah, I think I think a lot of it with Monica will come out in the scenes. I have a lot Where of. Where do scenes we want to start? We're gonna keep. Well, I do want to start at the very first scene. I know
0: there are so many. Like you could, there are so many like little things, yeah, but little. then there's so many big. Oh, I know emotional impactful scenes so I I went with those but there are so many little moments that you're like oh I like that that works
1: I know and I just say the beginning ones I can do quick this one I can do quickly it's just like you know candy girl first of all playing Mm -hmm. in that opening scene and Mm -hmm. God, I love a little girl beating a little boy at sports. I mean, I just, the tomboy. Oh, and I love
0: that she put her hair up in her hat and then she took it down. And and was like, down. And like, I'm
1: going to be the first girl in the NBA. And he's like, you're going to be my cheerleader. And then like all of it, I just love. But
0: Me too. I was
1: hooked with that. I was. Yeah, but what I love is that what this sort of sets the stage for is just, I do love a story where they, like, know each other's kids, like, always be my maybe. You know, I'm a sort of a sucker for, like, the neighbors with this deeply rooted connection, like, a person who knows the real you. Like, they have history. I mean, he literally, after that incident, leaves a mark on her. I mean, mm-hmm. a scar that she mm-hmm. has for the rest of her life. But we also know he sort of leaves a mark on her more figuratively. But mm-hmm. that first scene, I just... I knew I was just like oh I love this like it has so many elements that I like I mean and another... there's the echo of them
0: playing for like really important things it's like yes. that first one playing for respect playing mm-hmm. for you know to to friendship and then mm-hmm. later on uh, playing, playing the, more... the stakes yeah the stakes keep getting bigger and I like that that echoes that's
1: such a throughout. great out yeah. yes mm-hmm. I love that I for mean sure. another quick one that's similar right after that is like when I don't, I assume this is not one of your big ones, but just when Q comes in through her window when his parents are fighting and she just sort yeah. of throws him the blanket. And, is the, pillow. and the pillow. And the I love that moment too. Unspoken understanding. Like they don't even need to say anything. Like obviously it's not the first time. It's not a thing. And then he just sleeps on the floor. Like those are just like these like building of their familiarity and trust and i
0: i really loved that i loved the neighbors and and that moment especially i really loved
1: the windows back and forth yeah so so many important things happen in that grass between the two houses (laughs) yep yep so yeah but then my big next real one is the homecoming dance i don't Mm. you know and i don't know and then which leads into her losing her virginity Scene. Do you have? Is that one you have? No. So, okay. So I'm a sucker also for two things here: the makeover transformation. I Mm. just love that, (laughs) and the high school gym dance scene. I mean, Mm. anything in the in the high school gym dance. Maybe it's like the '80s baby and me, but well, I'm earlier than '80s. But you know, just the moment he sees her in the white dress, and then on the dance floor when they lock eyes and the song, I want to be your man, playing, I want to be a man. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, love that. But then, really, the when they come home and she's got the letter from USC and she makes him read it and, and you know, they realize they're both going to go to USC. But then the, the losing your virginity scene, I mean... <laughs> this the maxwell's this woman's work oh my god i know you've got a little laughing. loved that version holy cow i mean that it was it's awkward there are awkward moments for sure like her holding her boobs i'm not sure what's going on but but she's (laughs) nervous and a little embarrassed but it's very sweet and there's it's i don't know i thought it was very very well done yes and on the theme of actresses and insecure molly from insecure is she also loves this movie and talks about it all the time is it having such an effect on her life she watched it all through her teenage years and she joked she's like if I can't have a, a love like Monica and Q, then I just don't want to have it. She's like, I don't understand. Like, what are we doing if Maxwell's, this woman's work, isn't playing in the background? And yeah. like, that's how <laughs> I, I feel now. I mean, would you just be playing this at all times? I mean, yeah, I love what that. are we even doing if this isn't playing? Um, that's the bar. That's the bar. So I, I I think that is a very iconic scene. And yes. that song uh, really, really makes it so. I did love that scene.
0: Yes, yes. What is mine? Is it's kind of well. It's not. They're not. It's not like one long scene. It's actually. It's a few scenes. It's when, you know, she he finds out about his dad, and Mm -hmm. then he goes to her, and they're talking, and then the bleachers. Yeah, the bleachers first, and then when they have the conversation again, Mm -hmm. and they argue about, like, what happened. The breakup, then, basically. Yes, yes,
1: absolutely, yeah. I put them together, too, yeah. Yeah,
0: even though there's scenes in between, they obviously go together. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I knew you were going to pick that. I know. But it was hard. To me, we don't do do best and cringiest anymore, but this was pretty cringy. Mm. It was really hard, and I... You know, as much as, like I said, I kind of didn't have anything to sink my teeth into or hook onto for Monica, I was still really rooting for her. I mean, the movie is still so well done that I was on her side. I really was rooting for her. But I, I just thought this was harsh. I really did. I, her I underst- leaving
1: him on the bleachers and saying yeah. she had curfew was harsh. So you yeah. were kind of, this is where you were Quincy? yeah yeah, thinking she really wasn't being supportive I really want this is so interesting to me I knew we were gonna get into this yes I'm just like what the fuck dude what do you want her to do and I figured after you said this like it has to be that it has to be because it bothers me for the whole movie it actually bothers me even at the end when she says you know I know I should have been there for you I'm like whoa 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 what were you supposed to do you had (gasps) curfew couldn't they have just talked and like While they walked back to her room. I mean I thought he was being a little bit of a baby there. Yeah well
0: I I think he was. So I understood. I mean it wasn't like she was like hey I got to go to like you know do my nails or something. Ridiculous. It was a real thing. And I really felt the stakes were high. I felt that I understood what she was doing. But I just know what it's like to be in that emotional place. And if. I were Quincy, I would have felt abandoned. Yes, and no, i it doesn't really matter what she should have done. It's not a, a specific thing that she she should have done this or not this. It just seemed clear that he was not the most important thing in that moment. And she could have made her curfew and also made him feel like the most important thing. And she did not I mean, even seem she to didn't. try. She really no, didn't seem to try. Yeah. She
1: didn't, which is why she apologizes later. She's a yeah. part of her growth. She does realize that faster yeah. than I could. And and how did I... Yeah. And how did I know?
0: I mean, to hear you say it, I, I would have assumed it. But to hear you say it, <laughs> it, just, it still kind of surprises me. I just... That you didn't get, get it. I,
1: I don't know. It's no, just... No, no. I got it, honestly. Okay, I've watched it three times. I... I have actually really thought about it for purposes of doing this. And I knew that you said you related to Quincy. I mean, after all that, I finally mm-hmm. was like, hmm, yeah. I think the issue is this. But it did not come Read to me on way. my own. Right. But you saying now that he felt abandoned makes perfect sense to yeah. me. It it, it did. Yeah. He needed someone and, okay, but then let me just ask. Yes. So it leads into the breakup scene, like you're saying, where she, mm-hmm. she says, what was I supposed to do? And he's like, stay. And mm-hmm. she says, if I stayed, I wouldn't be starting. And he's like, right. well, at least you got your priorities straight. And she's like, yeah. I'm a ball player, which yeah. I love. But anyway, and he says, I never asked, she she says, I never asked you to choose. And he's like, you'd never have to. Yeah. And at that, I was like, I gotta throw the flag on that. Do we believe that he wouldn't have done something similar? Like, I have no reason no, to believe that that's true. I don't. I don't
0: believe he would have done something similar. I don't know. I, I wish I had had more time to like really dig into this. We're gonna end up with love and basketball too, or some sidebar, <laughs> because I do feel like this is something that you and I, outside of this, have we likened to our relationship to a race, and you know. But yeah. I've never really fully been able to talk it out and flesh it out a little bit more but i i i pro, i guarantee he wouldn't have done the same thing but what it looks like is not easy to to articulate i guess maybe you have to kind of be in the moment or what it is but i like i said i think he would have been able to and what what she should have been able to do was i, I don't think breaking the curfew was what anybody really wanted it was yeah, just it was a just, matter of mm-hmm. it just felt very cold and And again, single minded. I don't know if that's the right word or just it was that
1: was it. And she could see nothing else. She She could see see nothing else. I was just going to say she saw no other option, just like I I saw no other option. I know. And that, but there is another option. I I understand that. There's actually a million, a lot of options. A a lot of options where she can make her curfew and also not make him feel abandoned. so I do think he would have done the same I
0: think because I think he would know that that's really what's most important and I think the ending
1: yes uh, yes, you're right you're actually this bears it out like yeah it really does
0: and I really I bought it a hundred percent I really did I thought it was the perfect ending and one I couldn't really have guessed
1: oh I yeah yeah, the ending we'll get to I love the ending. I thought it was perfect and so satisfying but I yeah. guess he I watched this and I in that scene and I'm like all right well then he dumps her and I'm like well she chooses herself like her life goes on she might have regrets about this which obviously come out later but she continues to pursue her ambition and like she made the right call there but oh fuck that's I mean, not I true no, I didn't think so <laughs> I'm yeah I'm like mm, I and just thought his breakup was so bad, too. But I guess he's just... We learned that. I mean, he was just in a bad place. and Yeah. Um, so are we going to talk
0: about... Are we talking about that, too, now? Because that got worse for me. I mean, the curfew thing, I feel like it was... Like, it, you could say, like, it was kind of sprung on her. She didn't know that the conversation was going to go in this place. But... And so... and But she it was, like, looking at the clock. And maybe she could have kind of fucked up, right, with that. Mm-hmm. But then... Like, she continues to do it. And I'm just like, please, what is wrong with you? Wait, don't tell,
1: Wait, what do you mean she continues to do it?
0: She continues to not, I don't know what the word is, nurture him, help him. I don't know what the word is. I don't know what the word is. And by the way, just for the record, I, as I told you offline, I am the Quincy so I don't think this is gendered and I don't think there's like because we will talk about that later because a lot of her modeling was gendered like the man works Mm -hmm. and the woman stays home the little woman kind of thing Mm -hmm. and she wasn't gonna replicate that I get it but I don't think that's what Q is asking of her I don't think that's what he wants from her he wants real partnership and she just can't do it she just can't do it and it really
1: makes me crazy at I'm this concerned. time but then he breaks oh, up with oh, her so you're oh, saying yes. oh like yeah, yeah, yeah while they were dating this really yeah. in this college years I, yeah
0: oh I mean I'm talking about the point between when she leaves the bleachers from curfew
1: <gasps> to when yes. he breaks up with her yes she, okay she
0: had it. many other chances. yes there were
1: other incidents or scenes yeah. little small yeah. scenes yes yeah. yes Oh yeah no I think at this time you're absolutely right in anything around this time and it's not until later like we're saying where there's right. some growth but yeah no in this time uh, no I it know. she's just focused on like, why won't she on, see something she else? is focused on herself yeah I and know. on trying to prove herself in her sport yeah. and and she that's why I think she's paralyzed I she know but you can later. do that
0: You. this is why i'm saying like the single-mindedness though the laser focus whatever it is because you can i don't want her to and i'm so happy with the way it all proves out yeah Mm -hmm. i I want her to be focused on i think q wants her to be focused on her career absolutely
1: so it's
0: not you can't you can't use that as an excuse it's not like she's so focused on it that she can't let anything else in and that's what bothers me I don't want her to be any less of a baller than she is I just want her to not be so guarded and not be so unable to love and basketball
1: well and I think that's why in the that's in that later scene that's what she apologizes for she's like I didn't know how right like Mm -hmm. and I think that's what she realizes I think she was young and She was just so overwhelmed with the basketball part that she and the proving herself. And of course, she believes it was harder for her to prove herself as a woman than it was for him as a man and all that. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. She didn't know how to do both. And she chose the basketball. And he was like, you know what? No, thank you. I'm going to ask this girl to go to Burger King with me just to piss Mm -hmm. you off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, to get some attention. And I get it. I know. Well, that also, I mean, that's not... Cool, but yeah. I've done that lots of times. And the thing is, like, he admits it too. Yeah, like, that's what I was doing. I wanted yeah. you to pay attention to me. But <laughs> the thing
0: is, she still doesn't do anything. She still doesn't like that was her place to be. Like, no, you don't. You don't get to do that. You're acting out. This is fucked up. Let's let's dig in. And she doesn't do that.
1: And that no. that it bothered me. Yeah. No. And this is why I'm Monica. I mean, it took me, like I said, a really long time and many viewings and thinking about what you were going to say to go, oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Which is sad, though, that it took me this long. So then they break up. I also love that the movie's broken up into four quarters, like a game. Mm -hmm. I just thought structurally, that was so good. But now we've, you know, we've skipped ahead five years and he. You know, he's injured and and she's... My next scene is, I guess they sort of meld together. But when she starts working at the bank and, and then comes home in the high heels and he's engaged and they have that conversation, again, on the grass about why isn't basketball fun anymore for you. You know, she had mentioned to him in the hospital that it just isn't fun, but she didn't elaborate. And she's just like, you know, it just isn't, you know. And he shares that he's thinking of going back to school, and that's sort of a big, she's so surprised. That's a big thing for him, for him to admit. And I was just like, see, they're just like the only ones who can confide in each other. And she says that, you know, it's a trip. You know, when you're a kid, you see the life you want. And it never crosses your mind that it's not going to turn out that way. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. Because she thinks he's going to marry someone else. Mm-hmm. But then the why'd you give up all? Like he really pushes her. He's like, no one loved it more than you. And she's like, you know, just leave it alone.
0: I know. He says first, like, no no dude or something. Yeah, and then no he's like, no, no, forget it. Not nope. I take that back. I mean no one.
1: No one. I loved
0: like, that moment.
1: Again, like he sees her or our big C's, but he knows. He's like, You're bullshitting yourself and me. Like no one loves this more than you. And I love that. I mean to me, like basketball is really it, it is her first love. Like it is her true love. And and in that moment you sort of realize that Q's kind of admitting that he was always playing. He loves it, but like he was always playing kind of emulate his father to yeah. to to follow in his footsteps. And she's playing in spite of, you know, her mother or others telling her, you know, maybe it's time to move on or whatever. And I think in that moment, you know, he recognizes, like, this is you, your love. Nobody loves this more than you. Yeah. And it's coming from him
0: who yeah, loves basketball. That's, that's another way I felt like I was, like, I could relate to Quincy. When she says, you you imagine your life and it doesn't even occur to you that it could turn out differently. But for me, and I think for Quincy, our lives turned out exactly the way we planned. Mm-hmm. And then when we got there, it yeah. was like, huh. yeah. This isn't really what I want. Right. Like, I, and I wanted it, but you did. Was yeah. it for the right reasons? And what's really underneath it, and all that stuff? It doesn't feel the way the way you expect it to. So it's more like you get everything you want, and then it doesn't feel the way you you can. You never imagine that it wouldn't feel amazing,
1: and it doesn't. And it doesn't. And I think yeah. he sees in her like you're not. This isn't the same thing for you. You genuinely love yeah. this. Yeah. So I thought I really liked that moment with them. I mean, and then my I I, I think my next one is what I'm calling her big speech. I mean, it, our rom-com big speech, but the, the patch of grass between the two windows when she she calls him out there, knocks on his window. And, oh, wait, 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 wait. That's the – you mean the end, the last basketball game? Well, then it goes – this is where she – Where she says to him that she wants to play the one-on-one game.
0: Oh, yeah. I have a scene before that. Okay. Which is when Monica really came through for me. All the pieces I'd been kind of looking at really clicked for me. When she has that conversation with her mother
1: oh yeah i have that under her damage but yeah we can do it here because mommy issues yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i definitely want to talk about that scene so we can yeah i mean tells her mother you never stood up for yourself what i
0: love about the scene is that they both and why i i mean it's definitely part of her damage but when you realize where she realizes they kind of both got it wrong and Mm. i that was the conversation was really important for that and that was important for her turning point it was more of like a realization for her than than the than damage but although it was her damage for the for a long time so Mm -hmm. I get that but it was such a light bulb moment for her where she's like you know maybe this isn't as clear cut as I saw it she's you know she remembers the night when her mom cooks for four hours and then her dad comes home with pizzas and she doesn't stand up for herself she Mm -hmm. said you never stood up for yourself and I was ashamed of you for that and (sighs) yeah and she says you gave up your dream of being a caterer so that your husband could feel like a man knowing his woman is at home cooking and ironing and then she slaps her which isn't great but she's and then she says is that all you think about me and ah I just thought that was so I I I would hope that was such a light bulb moment for Monica like that isn't the totality of who she is. And, mm. you know, maybe she has regrets. Maybe she doesn't. Because it's not really clear. She remembers the night of the spring dance when she yeah, gave her her mother's pearls. pearls and she looked beautiful. Yeah. And that was it. And they are just different people. Yeah, you yeah. do jump up shots.
1: I love it. Jump love up that. shots. Yes. <laughs> Karen's like, listen, I don't watch a lot of sports, but even I know it's not called exactly. a jump up shot. And she's too prissy.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know, this really just resonated for me with me and my mom. We're just very different people. But you have that moment where you're like, you know what? That, some of it's just fundamentally different. And then some of it is my my perspective, like what I've chosen to, like this isn't the thing I want to do. And so I don't want, I'm not going to do that. But there's so much more behind it. And it did seem it was more of her choice than then Monica realized that that she you know like she says when she she gave those pearls and she was there for her she didn't care about any catering business and I it felt very genuine and real and I I don't know and then it goes on she says yeah well that's all you cared about you never came to my basketball games and then the mother says which I get it she's like well you didn't care if I was there you only wanted your dad there and You had your dad and your coaches
1: and whatever. You didn't miss me or whatever. It didn't matter. And she's like, it mattered, Mama. (gasps) Yeah. That killed me. That killed me that it mattered. Oh. And then I'm like, seriously, why didn't you go to her basketball games? But, says the mother over here, who constantly tells her children that I can't go to all your games and I'm like you don't you don't care if I go to all your games and I that moment I was like oh god I know but you go to a lot of, I go do but lot. I'm thinking one day he's gonna be like my mom didn't even want to go to my games and she used to tell me how she didn't like to go to my games <laughs> <laughs> and I do love sports and I do love going but uh, the baseball drives me insane and it's so boring and my son oh, okay. knows it so okay. I'm just like oh god I can picture him one day being like and you didn't even go to my baseball game
0: well tell them to call me because I'm gonna be like I, don't know any- I I genuinely don't know anyone, any mother that goes to more things than you do. Oh, more thank sports. You. Okay, more thank sp- you. Let's oh tell God. them that. Yes,
1: but, I will. But with this, so yeah. I loved the scene too. I, I, and I felt like I it understood was her so... mother so oh. much better. But do you feel like Monica? Left it feeling better or feeling like she understood yeah, more? Okay. I do. Okay, good. Because and I was- also, but
0: it also helped me understand Monica. That yeah. was what she was focused on. And so she was mm-hmm. never going to be that person because she yeah. saw that and she did not want that for herself. And so that's why she put. Is the her- way she is. Yeah. And she put the, you know, her love of, of sport, career, whatever it is in
1: her mind above. Yeah the relationship because she thought that was standing up for herself the way and, her mother did not.
0: Yeah, and yeah. and her mother put her dreams aside, mm-hmm, aside. for the man and yeah. she was not going to do that for her man. And yeah, I I don't know, the scene was so well done.
1: Yeah.
0: beautifully acted. Buttered it was just so, so good. And it was so rich and it was both ways. You know, it, sometimes we get a nugget of like the one person but I don't know I've I thought it was such an exceptional scene
1: yeah and so important for the story I mean oh yeah we, we need oh absolutely that with those two because otherwise yeah. it just like this looked like this sort of bratty mother-daughter thing but yeah I love that scene yeah so, so I had, had it under her mommy issues but I'm so glad uh you brought yeah. it up here yeah. it does it does explain a lot of the choices she makes it does exactly it does mm. Oh, you mean we're all doing things somewhat because of the way our mothers... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I digress. So, right. and But then her mother, actually, this is a good segue because her mother is pivotal then in helping her see yes what she should do right with That's Quincy. my, I know and yeah. at the
0: time Monica is not happy with the answer she gives she's like go buy them a wedding present yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then later her mom says I've always admired the fight you have mm-hmm. in you and, and I when I like,
1: said he could do better I meant you yeah she's like oh and she's like you could see the light bulb oh I get it mom all right and so what does she do She goes and knocks on the window, and they're back to their roots, and she says, you asked me what was missing from basketball. It's not fun for me anymore because you're missing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what I'm trying to say is, and this is why I view this as like the big rom-com speech. Yeah. I also... but but it's two ways you yes. know my
0: my favorite ones go both ways right we talked about this in boomerang
1: mm-hmm. yes and he's pissed i know That's he's why I love not this one.
0: having it we haven't yes. talked since college and you show up two weeks before my wedding like
1: don't pull this shit on like, someone who's like, about yeah, to get married i still think the sun rises and sets on your ass like yeah. i love it i mean exactly this is one i was like oh corinne's definitely gotta love this right because there's the back and forth it's combative i think we decided it may be in boomerang even though we i don't know i know we disagreed ultimately on that but but i think we always agree that we kind of like the big speech that's a little bit of a fight that's like the combative like both people well you know i yeah i like i like the combativeness i mean first of all i love that she's i mean it's it's also very true to monica like it's it's soft for her and she's finally admitting her feelings but i mean it's not over the top like flowery i mean i've loved you since i was 11 and this shit won't go away i mean Mm. and so yeah you're right but he's pissed like what the fuck you just show up here but then she's like you know challenges him to a game of one-on-one what are we playing for your heart oh my god I just that was so
0: good yeah what do you for what for your heart oh my god and she goes on she's like if I win you'll know that deep down you know because the only time she won he said you know she she want he wanted her to win
1: because they were playing strip basketball so of course he wanted her to yeah because so more clothes came off but, yeah. yeah,
0: but she's saying, if you let me in here, you'll know deep down you're making a big mistake. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Oh. But I love also in that moment, what does have another characteristic we like of the big speech, is that they both acknowledge, like, their growth. Like, I know we talked about this, but she said, I just, you know, I know why you broke up with me in college. She said, and not that it wasn't messed up, but I should have been there for you. So she's acknowledging what you were saying before. Yeah. Like, she didn't know how to do that and be all about ball and then he says he admits he had trust issues i was lost you know because of what Mm -hmm. had happened with his dad so you also just have them both quickly like not a long thing but both of them acknowledging that they know what what happened before and how they've grown from it and i feel like it's got all the elements that we love
0: yeah but then so that shows like her growth but then she steps in, then it's like well do you earn the ending and mm-hmm. she does because she's like I'm ready to fight for it yes. and I a I one loved one game yeah I loved that I really I I loved that she was it was above and beyond it wasn't just like I should have been there for you she's like and, and just acknowledging that which I think was a big part of making it right but now she's like but now I want you and I'm willing to fight for it and let's let's play
1: and then to literally fight for it I mean yes. which is unlike any other one of these movies we watch I mean because of the nature of this movie I mean sports like with the highest stakes ever right your heart I I I. I it's just I can't even like my heart's gonna die and then that I just thought that one-on-one game oh my god when she goes up three-zero, and then when you takes the brace off and the trash talking and cue the music and Mm -hmm. she takes her tank top off and and then when he uses the all's fair and love and basketball line that is her line from before oh my god her face when she's like oh my god when she thinks oh he's really playing hard like he doesn't love me (laughs) like i I was like oh my god i've watched it three times like i said and every time (laughs) i think maybe it's gonna be different in this game like I'm actually nervous every time yeah. even though I know I, how it ends. I, I,
0: I it was suspenseful. It really know, was. Like, it oh really God, was. Maybe
1: he really does like Tyra Banks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, very to,
0: emotional. Yeah.
1: Very emotional. It was both. Because there's also again because it's competitive. I mean, there's like you you sense some anger and some strong feelings like that it's like a very I don't know it's atypical I think for a thing to it's like the rom-com speech and then turned onto the basketball court oh my yeah God. but
0: but it only works because it's this is the third time right the first yes. time was in the very beginning very the very beginning. first scene and then the strip one and then mm. now this one it's like it this it, is what they do it resonates yeah it doesn't mm. feel like out of the blue like sure let's just play for it no this right this This is a history with them.
1: And it's just so perfect. So perfect. When he says double or nothing, I'm like, oh, yes. Mm. Which then leads into the actual final scene. Her in the WNBA wearing his name and he's on the sidelines. Hyphenated, of course. Of course. Yes. And just again, yeah, I agree. I think you said it earlier. Just the ending I just didn't know I needed so badly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean... And, and so you know, I love that they have a baby and they're yes. married and all you get all of the Go Mommy. Yes. She's wearing Magic's number thirty-two, he's yes. there. Yeah, and this is Roxanne Gay did say. She's like, it's something of a fairy tale ending, but we could use a lot more of such fairy tales where a woman ends up having it all without having to compromise herself. I don't know that I don't like that I do see I do, I do no, like you can't have it all without compromising yourself but and she I didn't have to compromise the core thing that mattered to her which is her love of basketball
0: okay I mean that I get but she had to compromise herself because she had to learn how to be a good partner
1: But I don't know if that's compromise. That was just growth and learning that what her immaturity think earlier. Yeah, I think freshman
0: year Monica would have thought that was too compromised of herself. Right, but now
1: I just view that as she's matured and realizes that that's part of a relationship. But I'm saying she didn't actually have to compromise like the fundamental things that uh, mattered to her. Which, by the way, is because of, of Quincy, really. He was like, like you said, he was like, you love this game. Like, you can see him being the one being like, no, 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 like... You need to do
0: this. I guess what I'm really saying is the fairy tale part of it is that she actually understands how to be a good partner and do the other, and do the basketball. Because I think that that's the piece that's usually harder, she's like, accommodate.
1: Out yeah. That it didn't have to be one or the other, which is what she thought when she was 18 or whatever in, in college. She thought she could you couldn't do both. And so she chose to do basketball. And now she's figured out that you can do both. You can be a good partner and pursue your dreams.
0: Yeah. 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 I, yeah, but I just, being a good partner is the harder part.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. That's yeah, fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. And it's funny because I tried to convince, I think I told you, both my boys to watch this movie because I kept telling them that it was a sports movie. And wouldn't they like a movie about basketball? And I gave him the gist of it. And my younger one went, oh, let me guess. Like I gave him like just the treetops of what it was about. He's like, oh, and let me guess at the end, he makes it to the NBA. And she's like, yay. And I was like, actually, (laughs) she makes it into the WNBA. And he is on the sidelines with his daughter. And he was like, oh, really? And I'm like, see, I mean, this is, first of all, I was like, this is so sad that my, my own child thought that the ending must be that he makes it into the NBA and she's on the sidelines. Yeah, but I was like, that is actually the opposite of what happens. I loved Thank you it. very much. I so, loved it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So great ending. Like, so good, very, very satisfying. So yes. What's your damage, yeah. Monica?
0: <laughs> Which I think we've already talked about. I mean, yeah. it, that was like the big part of the scenes for me was. Yeah. was recognizing it understanding it and then overcoming it and she hit all of those beats so strongly so strongly that yes. I mean this is like well I we talked about it in always been my maybe was missing for me there that, oh that's that right she, oh yeah
1: you that, didn't think that she had this growth or
0: no no okay, I like, see that's right I know see this is what I was trying to say earlier like See to me Sasha d- didn't learn how to be a good partner Marcus did and that yes. was good mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but but she didn't as far as i could see and this is here i i believe monica with that last speech i believe that she did same thing with boomerang i think it works there too because i do think they both grow and and but they don't quite hit the beats as strongly and we debated that in that one and this movie she just hits the beats so perfectly for for again revealing the damage Acknowledging the damage and then, and overcoming it. And just so good. So good.
1: Yes, I agree. And, and we talked about the mommy issues and I think, I think that is her damage. Those are, those, those things.
0: Yeah. I didn't have anything else. No, I, I just, I really did appreciate a a big difference. I think from when Harry Sally is the way the parents directly, influence what's going on in this and i really love that i just love you know i just love the psychology of especially parent parent and child and how that even when the the child is a full adult how it carries into it and to see those glimpses i i just i i'm a huge fan
1: yeah and we saw glimpses and and but we got even a little more you know like there are definitely the side stories there the situation with his parents and hers but and we talked about the scene with her mom, but they, they yield big dividends and they explain oh, yeah. a lot about both of them without having to go too, too deep into it. But it is a it is a nice window into why each of them is the way they are. And yeah. I and think and they I did love, a great job of that.
0: And I love that they have their own things, right? Quincy is pissed at his dad for lying and it's not the same betrayal as infidelity and her mom calls him out on it too like whose point of view is this and and he but he has his own he has his own perspective on what happened between them and what was wrong between them and how it fucked him up and that's the same with we don't get any indication unless i missed it that anything is wrong from the mom's perspective other than monica like this is what she sees and she's not there for it at all uh, and then she gets a fuller picture i think later but i i thought it was i thought it was really really well done loved it yeah loved it what, what she said this was definitely my way in even before i had watched the movie my way in was gina prince blythwaite this is a benefit of doing something 20 years later she is yes. a fucking superstar yes she is a baller and, literally and yes. had we done her we would have missed so
1: much that she went on to do she is she's crushing it absolutely absolutely I mean she's did the secret life of bees, bees yeah beyond the Lights. she's got directed with well, the first black woman to direct a superhero movie I probably forgot the name already the um, old guard yeah yes thank yeah. you yeah yeah no she absolutely is and even uh, if we had done it in 2001 even at that time she'd written for A Different World and Felicity, like shows that turned out to be pretty iconic. Yeah, I I mean, I did not know anything about her either. Like I said, that was sort of how I started digging into this too, just because so many of these women that I do respect and know now had cited her as like the reason they do this. I mean, it's sort of a, a pioneer. And, you know, with this... Love and Basketball, she could not get anyone to make this movie. She said that every single studio turned it down. And and she said she was devastated. And she had a list on her fridge of all the studios. And every day she would just like cross off another one and cross mm. off another one. And mm. she said she kept getting the feedback that it was too soft. Which she didn't really know what that meant. She was like, how is this soft? And she said, but I think part of it was also it was a film... With two people of color in the lead in a love story it wasn't a comedy at the time obviously there was the success of boys in the hood and menace to society and this was something definitely different but again it was what I wanted to see and what I felt we hadn't had an opportunity to see and you know she said I just wanted to write what I knew you know like I wanted to write when Harry met Sally but I also grew up being a female basketball player and so I just I just wrote what I knew and I said it in my kind of neighborhood. And, you know, I love that. She she said that the best love stories are the stories that aren't always focused on the love stories, but mm-hmm. that the characters are driving towards something for themselves and striving for something for themselves that feeds into the love story. And I I, I love that. I think that's, mm-hmm. of course, I love the love story part, but I also love that each of them is sort of driving like she said for something for themselves and and the way the two of them help each other get that thing or 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 pursue that i hadn't quite
0: thought of it that way and it makes the love story that much more three-dimensional i think because because the people become three-dimensional yes because they don't just want each other there's there's something else driving them right i really went down a, a deep rabbit hole on her she is really phenomenal she talked about her race as as part of why she wanted to direct a Mm -hmm. comic book adaptation old guard she said she would see these movies and and love them but it never occurred to me that I would have the opportunity to direct a movie like that eventually that attitude shifted to I would love to do that why can't I do that and I started making deliberate
1: moves to get to that point oh like, I love yes that. yes mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. wait a second why can't I do that yeah. oh, that's great did you look up her astrological sign I did not tell me she is a Gemini Okay, so mm-hmm. many Geminis. Yeah, the Gemini's. They're so many. You know, their duality and the multiple sides to them. I think it's I think it's good for these creators that side.
0: Yes, I, it seems like it is.
1: It does. It does.
0: I also. She is also fully obsessed with mommy issues. I don't know if you've. Oh, I did not know that. Oh yeah, a lot of her uh, other movies, they have it in there. And especially, I guess, beyond the lights. And she said when she was doing character work for the main character, Noni, in that one, she said she read the biographies of Judy Garland and Marilyn Monroe because their relationships with their mothers were horrifying. And so she drew on that for inspiration. And it's just something she's, you know, really interested in.
1: Well, clearly, even in this, in love yeah. and basketball, so yeah, well, that makes and the, sense. And the love part of it,
0: she described a love story as being wrecked and then being built back up, which I love too. And she said, "Great love stories make you ache." And I was like, oh, oh man, everything this woman says oh. i I love." I love.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. And she also, even sports. Uh, oh, because she's a sports? true athlete. I yeah. Know. And her husband has a, a show called Swagger about men's basketball that came out, I think, last year or fairly recently. I mean, so they must, and she has boys. I'm not saying girls don't play sports. Clearly she does, but I'm saying I think they yeah. play basketball because she's made comments about playing. I mean, so I think it's, it's a part of their DNA.
0: Yeah, well, and she said, though, specifically about girls, it's a mentality most girls don't grow up with being Mm -hmm. in sports. You are skilled at something. You love your athleticism. You understand what it means to outwork somebody, to go after a win, to leave it all out on the floor, to have stamina, and that you are innately a warrior. You want to win. You want to fight. That is in us. But as girls, we're not taught that. To be able to put that on the screen for girls and women, that's a theme of my work.
1: Oh and, God. And she was specifically no talking about this. in the old
0: guard. Yeah. And she said in the old guard in Old Guard there was no traumatic experience that forced them to become a warrior. They realized it was innately in them. I loved that. Oh, one. I yeah. love
1: this. Yeah. This is why I relate so mm-hmm. strongly. Oh yeah. God. Very how I feel about sports. Oh, that's amazing. So, so then who, are we at who won? Yes, the movie? now we're at who won. <laughs> I have too many
0: choices. I know. I mean, I have too many choices too. Well, uh,
1: bas- really, it's only two. The cast. Hello. Oh my God. I think I call it the Rising Stars supporting cast. Is that what you mean? Like Gabrielle Union, Tyra Banks, yeah. Regina Hall, all of these people. Uh, yeah. And yeah.
0: Uh, Debbie Morgan, um, yeah. Dennis Haysbert, um, Alfrey Woodard. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That was the last one I was thinking about. Crazy.
1: Yeah crazy so
0: good when Tyra Banks came on in like our one like one hour like 37 minutes I was like stop it you're what like is- stop
1: just for a little cameo yes. yeah I know uh, I don't yeah. know I love Gabrielle Union I mean I just want to lick the sweat off his butt or when she was like damn girl I didn't know Nike made dresses I'm like oh god I love it
0: yeah uh, that so that was my that was my my real who won the movie was that silver dress she wears at that prom I was like that I need that now like I need to wear that to like my kids school auction yeah <laughs> that, seriously That yeah. was that's that why I'm
1: saying that makeover transformation I mean that dress really is what made it I was like damn when she took that jacket off holy moly wait so was that,
0: I was talking about Gabrielle Union oh yeah, you like dress.
1: hers oh i yes. was thinking of monica's well oh, no, hers was, great was good too you're yeah. right no that's silver i feel like that silver oh, dress would have been the other one hers like, was white you're right monica's was, yeah was, like well, was white. it yeah. white or pinkish yeah, yeah. like really really pale right right yeah, oh, yeah. The silver no that was good too dress. Okay, so I definitely had that too. I mean, I had the soundtrack also. Of course, that was my other one, right? I mean, it's
0: and not the soundtrack that you know back then they used to put out CDs of soundtracks, because not every good song is on there. In fact, no, it's not. Because I looked it up, and I'm like, this is messed up. So really, what it is is it's the Spotify playlist that's. The yes. Winner. The wins that- the movie. Because that has everything love and happiness. Al Green, Candy Girl, new edition, oh, After the Dance, Marvin Gaye. Sweet Things, Shaka Khan and Rufus. I, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. It's just got paid when they were. Oh walk into yes, the-
1: just got paid. Yeah. Yeah. When they my walk
0: prerogative, it. of course, this woman's work, Maxwell. It takes two at the party. That's where- right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Rob Bass. I mean, it's, it's it's so good i mean that's a reason to watch alone. i mean just just throwback songs that we just love that 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 so we both had the same things as yeah. we won the movie which has never happened i'm not sure
0: no but these were so i mean these were so outstanding
1: so i have one that probably no one else would pick because i was like <laughs> she might have these other two sports as foreplay Oh, my God, I did not know that that was a thing. And I'm not sure it's supposed to be a thing, but I'd like to make it a thing. Because (laughs) holy cow, like we've talked about it. Obviously not when they were little kids. That's not it. Although there's there's the early stages of tension building there with that basketball game. But then... I'm sorry. The yeah, because strip... the next morning he
0: says, do you want to be my girlfriend?
1: Yes, and then he wants to kiss her. Kiss so you right. Yes. Actually, that is yes. 11-year-old foreplay or however yes. old they are, nine-year-olds, yeah. whatever. But then the, the the strip basketball game, I'm like, oh, wow. All right. Well, that's bad. Wait, it's foreplay right there that I never thought of. But then just the scene we already talked about. To have That was like the most hot scene to me. That them, that one on one game. And I'm like, man, I think this might win the movie for me. Just mm-hmm. this idea of sports as foreplay. I don't know how to incorporate it into my daily life, but I'm gonna think about it. I mean, it it works here because they both happen. they're they both love the same sport. Yes. But, oh gosh, I mean, those scenes, it really is It's electric It does it for you. Yeah, yeah, so so that's my only. perhaps original one one.
0: i was gonna say (laughs) very much so i i like that i
1: like that it kind of goes with my takeaway so are we at the takeaway yeah let's do it slightly repetitive i mean just a little bit i mean it's just my takeaway is this is the movie i didn't know i needed ever a movie that combines two of my favorite things sports and love And a sports movie, in particular, from a female point of view, that's also a love story, that's also a story of female ambition. Like, I just, I've always thought that sports, the things I love about sports itself and sports movies is I think sports makes great drama. I mean, I think anyone who's ever played sports has felt that. It's like a bottomless pit of, like, emotions and highs and lows and human behavior on display and that didn't surprise me that i would love that part because that's what i love about sports in real life and that's what i love about you know just like sort of your well-worn sports movies but love and basketball
0: wait can they ha- just what yeah what
1: are sports like what are what are oh. some sports movies? Oh, I like just, Hoosiers, Friday Night Lights. It's definitely. Uh, Rudy's not one of the ones I like. Why would I even say that? Oh my God. I, now it's like putting me on the spot for the love of God. Uh,
0: um, yeah, that's right.
1: You said I just went with when, Hoosiers because of basketball. No, I can't and you said when, when you're under.
0: Yeah, it's exactly. Because like when people say, What episodes have you done on the podcast? And you're like, uh, I can't remember. Hang, I don't know.
1: All okay. I can come up with right now is Friday Night Lights and Hoosiers. Like, But I mean, there are so many and, and oh wildcats. I love wildcats, but that's an old one. Well so, to...
0: so is Hoosier's and not Hoosiers Friday Night is Lights old is one. not. Friday Night Lights is well. well the not as kinda
1: old. old. Any given Sunday. I just I I love oh Bolt Durham. I'm trying to go to the baseball ones now. Yeah, I've pretty much seen any of like the major well known sports movies, if you Google them. So so I know I like those. I know why I like those, okay? But this one like in the hands of Gina Prince-Bythewood is so much more it's it adds this element like i'm saying of sports or competition as a stand in for like this thin line between love and hate you know the trope that we love i mean their combative relationship which i love is comes in the form of like this competition with sports you know they're mm-hmm. going head to head in a sport that they both love but that I have not seen. I mean, I you know, you're adding the sports layer on to this trope that I already love to see, like them sparring. I usually like people in these things like verbally sparring, and 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 this you're adding on like the sports layer, and that's why I think this sports is foreplay or like the big yes. speech then leading into the one-on-one game. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. wow, you've given me both the things. Ends. Then you have it end with her growing emotionally. She gets the guy, and she gets to be in the WNBA. I'm just like, oh, you're kidding me! You've given me everything <laughs> that I love right there. Whole thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I. I so
1: yeah, it's you everything know, I didn't know I needed.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, 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 I have to concur with that because I am not a fan of the the trope as it is, and this being turned on its head in some way or or turned a little bit you know on an angle that that really worked for me I get it I did not I really thought there was no chance I would enjoy any part of this movie and (laughs) I, I mean there was nothing for me to you know to point to to say like oh yeah this is I liked this one enough maybe I'll like this one enough and yet it it delivered for me in a way I just wouldn't I would have never I would have never told you this is what's gonna happen oh, so yes I know. So oh, that's I, great I'm gonna have to co-sign your your takeaway the the story we didn't know we needed
1: yes and I I believe it's because we've got it written and, and directed oh, by a woman who a hundred percent loves when Harry met Sally and loves to play basketball. And you yes. somehow gave us this movie that a sports lover and a person who loves love stories and all yes. that we could all enjoy, uh, hands down. And it has clearly stood the test of time. Even if we may be a little late to the to the games. <laughs> <laughs> True. This has been Pop Fiction
0: Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media.
1: Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at popfictionwomen.com. Or on Twitter at pop underscore women.
0: For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com and keep it
1: complicated.